1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at Managing Editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is May 28. I want to wish you all a happy Memorial Day. We're here to talk about WDB Monday Night Raw and whatever else is going on in the wrestling world. Going to hit you all with some programming notes. Yesterday, I had the uh, UFC uh, Liverpool post show as well as the Bellator 200 post show. Lots of happenings and controversy going on there. Tomorrow afternoon, that being Tuesday afternoon, we have the Holy Smokes of the May podcast with several people from this weekend's UFC Utica. Speaking of UFC Utica, got a post show for that on Friday. Tomorrow night... That being Tuesday night, post-Smackdown show Wednesday, The List and your boy, myself and Jimmy Van among our most popular shows. And over on Fightful Select, myself and Jimmy Van did some uh, commentary on one of his match archives. A very young Bobby Roode and a guy who, if, uh, if you all really were plugged into WWE and Sunday Night Heat, stuff like that, you'll see a guy... Uh, that uh, made frequent appearances on that program as well. Lots of great stories from Jimmy Van on that Fightful Select service. We're adding those every single month, the Jimmy Van's Match Archives. Also this week, we're bringing you the Weekender podcast. Last week, I did a Q&A show, which is a ton of stuff. I uh, filmed a retro review for Great American Bash 1996. That's coming very soon. This past weekend, I posted my match ratings and show notes for the SummerSlam 2000 Uh, retro review that i did as well just a ton of different stuff also if you're in the northern kentucky area this saturday i will be doing uh play-by-play commentary at Premier mma championships if you all want to catch that remotely you can always order that on the fight tv app definitely check that out we got a ton of stuff going on at fightful.com including some pro wrestling alex
2: wrestling that is professional yes it is yeah it's so, I,
0: I know my inbox is going to get blown up if I don't bring it up. Did you catch the Enzo Amore rap video?
2: I purposely did not click on it so as not to ruin my day of memoriam.
0: I almost assigned it to you for an off the <laughs> no. tracks. Then I was like, all right, well, no. it's very clear that he's addressing some of the work that... I did at Fightful.com, so I feel like that would be a little too objective. I don't want to subject that to satire. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be, you know, I like to think of myself as, a, as an objective person, and we did reach out to WWE. We yep. did reach out to Enzo Amore when that happened. We did keep in touch with the police department as, as that happened, the uh, Bureau of like Public Affairs, I think it was called, that I was in contact with constantly throughout that situation. So, lots, uh, there's a lot going on there, and I'll try to unpack that as best I can throughout the week. I'm sure Jimmy Van will have a lot to say about that. Also, shout out to OMG on our top chat. We thought when they donated to our super chat last week that they were a bot. They weren't. <laughs> nice. So, shout out to OMG.com. Show them some love after I uh, quite mistakenly thought they were a bot last week. Uh, some good folks over there. But we do have WWE Raw to talk about. Let's get into it. We see Memorial Day video package of kickoff Raw. <laughs> and it's worth noting that in the script, which I have posted at FightfulSelect.com for subscribers, USA chants were written into the script to follow this.
2: Yeah, well, you know WWE knows their target audience. There are not going to be a whole lot of well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we should always recognize those who have fallen in war. However, the current policies of this government uh, are something like nobody's doing that in I WWE. India audience.
0: was the target audience.
2: That's true. Uh, at least for some, for some, some of the uh, things that are going on. There's not a lot of nuance to be found in this audience on this day.
0: Braun Strowman comes out. He is over the moon, excited about <laughs> Money in the Bank. He is joined by one Finn Balor. They talk about their match last week, and Strowman says, Balor isn't bad for a little guy. <laughs> Balor slaps Braun and gets thrown across the ring for it. GM Kurt Angle makes this match. Anything stand out in this promo to you? Yeah,
2: well... um, The only thing that makes me think, holy crap, they might actually give this damn briefcase to Braun Strowman is that, you know, they're just itching to print up some really ugly monster in the bank Mm t-shirts. Like once he christened himself that prematurely, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably a marketing thing.
0: How how do they not have a thing going with monster energy for him?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if they're not reaching because
0: out because Trigger Wireless has exclusive rights, you're on fire.
2: I wouldn't put it past to say, like Braun, be like, "No, I never put that crap in my body, and I'm not going to say that I do."
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, know a lot of. Know, uh, I honestly don't know wrestlers that are opposed to that. Man, almost, almost. Well, I don't want to say almost everybody. A lot of the people I know in the combat sports world, or at least on the. The Monster Rehab trade, But they're not paying us anything. Nope. So wh- I'm going to start covering up their label whenever I, I do shows. Kurt Angle makes a match. Produced by Jamie Noble. A little fun note for you guys there. Bobby Roode can be seen watching backstage. And Kevin Owens is on commentary. He is fantastic on commentary.
2: When that man retires, the next day, he is your lead color heel announcer. The next day. Yeah. Like, like, he, like seriously, he has a whole, like, listen, he could do this until whenever he wants to retire. And then after that, he could be your, if he wants to be, your lead heel color guy for another 30 years.
0: I think, I really think he would be, like, I think there would be Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I think one tiny notch below would be Kevin Owens. That's how good and yes. personable and charismatic I think he is and funny yes. at that and I would be really, really excited to see who the guy that he fixates on hating would be for 25 years, like Heenan did with with Hogan. Uh, Yeah, as Kyler pointed out, he asked Cole if he hit it puberty. Um, That was fun. There's a lot of Strowman muscling around Balor. There's this great spot where uh, Braun catches a Balor kick and then boots him. Really like that. Owens really encourages Braun to beat up Balor, and it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Strowman obliges. After the commercial, Braun sends Balor over the barricade with a tackle. Then this, there's this good comeback spot for Balor where a series of drop kicks hit. And you know, he's like, all right, this is working. Let's spam it. He does like six drop kicks. Uh, he is also encouraged by Owens and then does an awesome-looking sling blade. It was just yeah. a really, really good one. And a standing coup de grace. Uh, Owens gets involved in the match, and I believe it's thrown out. Also thrown out is a ladder directly at Kevin Owens.
2: Yeah. I, I I like to think, though this is probably not the case, that this entire segment was all started on somebody saying, hey, Braun, how far do you think you could throw a ladder? Because that was really spectacular. I don't know. Those things aren't, like, made out of, you know, adamantium or anything. But, like, he t- chucked that thing a good... 20 25 oh, feet Yeah, on the fly. Yeah, that was nice.
0: That was awesome. It almost hit Owens too. Ko is backstage screaming, trying to get his car from a valet. <laughs> he doesn't have his ticket. It's fantastic. He tells Angle that he's going to a cookout and to watch fireworks. I think. Did he say fireworks? <laughs> yes. He's yeah. getting his holidays mixed up.
2: There's a per no. There's a parade and some fireworks
0: well, perhaps my favorite thing about this is Kurt Angle saying, you're Canadian, you don't care about that. I'm like, well, and you could even see Kevin Owens. He's like, sir, <laughs> what are you implying here? And, and rightfully so. Like, this is a little bit different than Independence Day. Yeah. This is like fallen soldiers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I were Kevin Owens, I would get on social media tonight, and maybe, well, he doesn't do Twitter anymore, but right. I would address that. Man. Yeah, yeah
2: that, that was that was a low blow from Kurt for sure. Um, but you know, ah, it's funny because he's a heel stuff.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh Angle says he's facing Bobby Roode tonight. Elias comes out, carries a crowd through a segment, a commercial, and then some after. And he's he's yeah. bitching at the <laughs> the audio technician about his levels and everything. And they come back from a commercial, and it's probably been a solid six, seven minutes of him sitting in the ring, mm-hmm. and it's still hot.
2: Yeah, I, my favorite part of this was like, do not make me threaten to leave again. Is the is the equivalent of a dad on a road trip saying, hey, if you guys don't cut it out back there, I will consider turning this car around, possibly. Which is yeah. great. I love it. It's so uh, meta. I, I'm very, very into uh, Elias as, as antagonist of the crowd. I like it very
0: much. So Seth Rollins comes out to a gigantic pop. I mean, a real, real good pop. Yeah. It was awesome. Throws Elias's stool outside. I said that that was the second best stool throwing I've seen this month following the lady at Tim Hortons. It was really Solid good. Joke. Solid, Solid joke. joke. Solid joke. Rollins is just... He's got everybody into him, man. Everybody seems invested, no matter Gosh, who he faces.
2: It's a thing. Like he's 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 more over now than I think he, he's ever been. Um, certainly, as a baby babyface. Um, but I as somebody uh, posted this. It was about a week ago, and I retweeted it and, and commented. Uh, it was two years ago that he came back from the from the the knee injury. And attacked Roman Reigns. He gave him the pedigree in the middle of the ring. And the crowd reacted like he was a golden god. And, like, when anybody gets a return pop, they usually let that ride for a while. Hell, Triple H was the worst guy in the world when he got injured. He came back and he was a huge baby face because we missed him. Like, it doesn't matter how, like, we miss the guy who's that talented. So the crowd was ready. Like, oh my God, we'll totally get behind this guy who rehabbed his knee and missed on WrestleMania and he never lost the title. That title is, is his by right over Roman Reigns. We could totally have gotten behind that, but now we're going to have him come out and say, I burned all of your fan mail, which is just a great, yeah. wonderful thing for to say. So they cooled him off entirely, made him be a heel for a while. Um, and now just now... Two years later, he's finally gotten back to that point. Over many, many months of his babyface turn, finally solidifying where he was there already two years ago, and they threw it away. So I'm so happy he's back now, and I just I want them to ride it, man. This guy's this guy is your top babyface in the company. Braun is your top tweener because I love that he beats up him no matter who yes, um, but 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 Seth Rollins is is just. He's the guy right now, man.
0: He's been doing fantastic, and this match was good as well. Jinder Mahal has never been better than he has been during his Raw run. He lands a great kitchen sink and a fireman's carry gut buster. Rollins and Mahal both missed their finishes, and Rollins gets a 2.9 off a Falcon Arrow. Singh gets ejected, and then Mahal hits Rollins with the chair. The place went crazy when Rollins kicked out. Singh is back, but gets buckle-bombed into Mahal. Rollins hits Mahal with a chair and gets DQ'd. The more I see this, I'm just like, man, babyface Rollins and heel reigns would be the hottest program in a long, long time. Yeah. I think it would be the hottest program since probably mm-hmm. since Daniel Bryan's last since that WrestleMania.
2: That that is that is your your best program that you have available to you if you WWE and and and. And the fact that we see it, and I'm sure everyone else out there talking about it Mm -hmm. on similar shows sees it. and There are no
0: other shows. We're the only podcast. That's true. Uh,
2: And they don't, like WWE doesn't or refuses to or sees it and says, well, that's not what's in the cards because we do things our way, uh, is maddening. Um, I I didn't love the ending of the match simply because after the the Sing buckle bomb into Mahal – Mahal was in prime position to take, you know, the, the stomp and Rollins never even attempted it. He, 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 going to the chair at that moment, read like, oh, here's what we're going to do. Oh, by the way, we got to keep gender strong for Roman. So it's gotta be, Mm -hmm. it's gotta be a DQ finish. So figure out how you're going to do that. And they, they did that. What happened instead of Seth pinning him clean because of genders insistence on having this. Yeah, because nobody
0: who's on this pay-per-view can lose
2: right exactly
0: except for bobby Roode, but he ain't winning that briefcase no. anyway so yeah no reigns on this show he's out for a little bit elias shows up cracks rollins with a guitar rollins has he's put on a stretcher gets up oh elias versus rollins is a good call That is such a good, good call. And this is a great great. start to that tonight.
2: Yeah, no. um, Elias is like really good in the ring. Like he's gotten better and better and better since he's made his uh, main roster debut. Um, And Rollins just turned in a pretty damn great match against
0: Jinder Mahal. So, did one against Mojo Raleigh a few weeks ago. It's like, I know. I'm like, what are they throwing? Is Bractus going to come out of retirement and face <laughs> him next? Are they going to pull Kurgan from the set of Deadpool yeah. to come and wrestle Seth Rollins to get a good match out of him? I'm ready, ready.
2: I'm I'm looking forward to to the uh, to the Elias and Seth Rollins program because those matches are going to be really, really good.
0: I cannot wait to see Elias versus Rollins. Nia Jax comes out for an exhibition, but Ronda Rousey interrupts uh, this entrance. And every time I hear her music, I want somebody to beat the shit out of all of Lord Farquaad's knights. That's what I think of hmm. every single time. Just Shrek wrecking skulls in the swamp, man. Like that's that's what I'm here for. So yeah, yep. <laughs> the opponent is Michelle Webb. Let's talk. Hold on. Let me break this down. Yeah, please do. The opponent, I don't know if this is a match. It's an exhibition. Michelle Webb, it's an OVW girl. Nia cuts a promo in and out of this stuff, and she is really healing it up. I thought it was fine promo work, honestly. Uh, The the bar for Nia and her promos is, like wherever the dirt floor is, she dug six feet beneath that, and that's where the bar is for her promos. So that being said, I thought this is pretty good. She shows Ronda Rousey that she can get out of an arm bar by slamming her opponent. Now, when in reality, sometimes that works. Sometimes that locks you even deeper into it. Also, Asuka tapped Nia Jax out to an arm bar like two months ago.
2: Right. But here's the deal Once. with that. Um, as, as, uh, as Vince has said, he expects everyone to have the memory of a damn fly. Does he say so, that? Did he ever say that? Not necessarily in those words, but he he, he does not expect anyone. He expects sure. his audience to uh, they'll forget. They will, they will remember. That's why you can keep running the same you know the, the same um, basic programs over and over and over again. But not only that, but as as we'll talk about, I'm sure um, we should also forget that they turned Jack's face by having her be um, the anti-bully. Um and this was like and her like telling the crowd to shut up and just beating on this poor girl who's supposed to be having an exhibition with her. Uh it doesn't seem to ring true with this person that
0: we've been seeing for the last few months.
2: It's just very odd.
0: <laughs> so Rhonda is on commentary for this, and I do like Naya much more as a heel than a babyface, but Alexa was right. Yeah, all we're missing is the turkey legs, two of them. Yep, two, two, two turkey legs. So that, that's she it. Should,
2: she should have her new her new version of the leg drop should be the turkey leg drop, where she goes into a corner, comes out with two turkey legs, and then drops the big leg on them, and that's be how she, because that's who this person is. That's not who the person was before we were rooting for to beat Alexa at WrestleMania. But that's who this person is now. I, I, I guess all it took was for Stephanie McMahon to tell Naya what Stephanie thought Rhonda thought about Naya, and now Naya's she's totally heal again. Okay, great. I, I, I agree. I mean, like, maybe the end is like ends worth the means or whatever, Like, but you know, just just consistency is all I ask. And then they give us the opposite of that. And that's fine. Whatever, whatever.
0: She makes Rousey come down to the ring and face off with her, says Rousey is cute and that she's not intimidated. She also does a leg drop, a rolling senton really beats up this, this yes. Michelle Webb.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, not only the thing about like Oscar beats after doing an arm bar, but who, whoever Michelle Webb is, like, I don't, think she's on the Ronda Rousey level with her arm bars.
0: They said that she was like a county champion judoka. Mm, County, county champion. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think I would be probably county amateur wrestling champion, but there ain't no amateur wrestling anywhere. Hours surrounding me. So that I'd I'd also stand a fair chance of being like county hopscotch champion. (laughs) (laughs) lots of things like you know if we're taking flyers on it yeah it's possible (laughs) the leader of worlds defeated the ascension this is just not the way to heat up hardy and wyatt Uh, the company needs to put juice in the raw tag team division no like authors of pain ever no this this is a fine match honestly the pace i love the pace and the ascension are making the most of their minutes but matt gets hit with it or matt hits connor with a twist of fate clotheslines him out then you get the kiss of deletion on victor
2: yep Um, as we'll see later in the night, the Authors of Pain don't exist. They're not part of this division. Uh, if they had nothing for them, they probably should have been brought up. Because you you could easily, they could easily be used in NXT right now. Um, and as we'll see, um, the Ascension is right on par with All of the other tag teams, according to WWE, when they say all the other tag teams who are not the champions, they're right on par with the rest of them. Uh, Just a bunch of comedy schmucks.
0: The last time they were on Raw was April 30th. Yeah, not right. Mm. Mm. I did like the pace of this match. It was a fine match. Sure. A lot better th- than what I thought the Owens-Rude match was. Owens defeated Bobby Rude. He's on fire. Hits a cannonball into the barricade. This was a very much a play-the-hits match until an aggressive clothesline outside the ring from Bobby Rude. Kevin Owens rolls him up, wins it. It was okay. The story was after the match. Uh-huh. Braun Strowman comes out, beats up Owens, as Bobby Roode, like kind of creepily cheers him on, like yeah. almost sarcastically cheers him on.
2: Well, here's the thing. Uh, I think maybe uh, Bobby Roode uh, was like, yeah, if you're going to make me do this crap, I'm going to play it up big. Because it was not sincere at all, but I think they wanted it to be so that the moment when Braun, oh my gosh, I guess it's every man for himself at Money in the Bank, um, you know, could, could be played off correctly. But as soon as you saw Bobby Roode cheering for for braun and they've never had any interaction whatsoever i don't think since rude's been on raw you knew that this was going to happen at the end and it's perfectly in character for braun to beat up anyone who's around him it doesn't seem to be in character for bobby rude to be like yeah you go get him big man like that just doesn't seem right but uh you know again uh the end does justify the means because i do love seeing bobby rude get his ass kicked
0: It's fun, and he got his ass kicked. True. And Braun has gotten over running Power Slam more than anybody in the history of wrestling. Yep, Which that's good, because a lot of people just use that as a setup move for a very, very long time. Sammy Zayn comes out, issues a formal public apology, and reveals that those weren't Bobby Lashley's real sisters. They were men that he hired. Shocker.
2: Yeah, no, uh none of us none of us could tell.
0: Lashley comes out, thanks service members gets a good pop. He tells Zane that his sisters actually think he's pretty entertaining but demands a handshake to confirm their match at Money in the Bank essentially. Zane obliges, gets his hand crushed and Lashley apologizes for everything he'll do at Money in the Bank. This was a bad promo he used to fix a bad segment that was motivated by a bad interview that was filmed in order to cover up a bad build for a new wrestler. There hasn't been one goddamn thing they've done right with Bobby Lashley.
2: Nope.
0: Maybe even including the night that he debuted because what good is that now? What I mean, sure, he got a pop. He would have got a pop if he came out there and – Waved a wiener around like like Scott Dawson did later in the night, but
2: <laughs> he uh, he came out and he interrupted Elias and he gave the stalling vertical suplex to Elias and they really haven't had much interaction since they moved right over into the Sami Zayn thing. Oh, here's the other thing: this whole program is to cover up the real reason why Sami Zayn wasn't allowed to be in the greatest Royal rumble by saying that Bobby Lashley gave him vertigo. And that to me is maybe the biggest insult of this whole thing is just like the whole thing was built around this lie. They were telling about the vertigo, uh, you know, to make sure nobody knows why Sammy wasn't actually there. Um, So yeah, this, this is all bad. Um, I think the match at money in the bank could be very decent. Um but you know that's check. that's not good enough a uh, good enough that's not gonna clean up all the other crap you've gone through to get to that point. Um I also suspect it'll be a you know weird finish. Sammy will cheat or oh god help me, the sisters will show up and attack Bobby Lashley uh to get a DQ or something. I would have
0: uh, I would have much rather seen Sami Zayn like make light of Bobby Lashley's MMA career and oh, there's like fake MMA fight people for weeks.
2: One million different possibilities that would have been better than I found your real sisters. Ha ha ha! Just kidding, they're dudes in drag.
0: And to be honest with you, um, most of the people that Bobby Lashley fought in MMA. They would take less than what most WWE superstars earn on a weekly basis to come in and work a, an MMA fight pro wrestling match with Sami Zayn while he jobs them out. I think yeah. it would be very funny. Honestly, most of them are pretty big. I know Bob Sapp will do it because he takes the money, <laughs> gets hit, falls over, and leaves. He only fights where there aren't athletic commissions, so he can't get suspended for throwing fights, for the love of God. He's a yeah. former IWGP heavyweight uh, champion in New Japan. For that would
2: be so great if, 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 if Sammy Zayn brought in Bob Sapp.
0: Wes Sims power bombed a guy once.
2: No, but he brings in Bob Sapp to come down to the ring looking gigantic and everything. And, he's just stands there and he just yells at Sammy. And Sammy runs and Luva kicks him and pins him one, two, three. And says like, see, see, Bobby, I could beat up big guys yeah. too. It's
0: you not know? that hard. That'd be fun. It's not that hard. It would work. Man, man, somebody's asking me to tell my Jeff Jarrett MMA story. I will eventually, but, man, I'm not, I'm not proud of that one. Not proud of, of how uh, I helped motivate that situation. Mm. Drew McIntyre defeated Chad Gable. This was really short. Drew McIntyre has a hell of a vertical suplex on him. Gable hits a big moonsault and a rolling kick outside, but then McIntyre catches Gable and slings him into the ring post. This was cool. Claymore wins it. You know, Gable, unfortunately, is where he is right now. And I can think of worse things than working with Drew McIntyre. But right now, you know, I'm going to forgive that because Drew McIntyre is looking awfully good with how things are going. Like, my God, man. I think that McIntyre KO and Reigns as top heels, where you have a, a Rollins, a Balor, and a Braun Strowman as your top baby faces. And that's before we get into what do they do with Brock Lesnar? What do they do with a Jason Jordan? What do they do with a Dean Ambrose? What do they do with Sami Zayn and Lashley? Like you have a lot of great upper mid card to main event level talent there. You could really make something special.
2: Yeah. Um that's that's all true. Uh I I, I do really love what they're doing with with Drew here. I think that him and Dolph together is a great, great team. I feel mean, like there's, there's absolutely mileage in them being, uh, being the guys who are like, a- after, and we'll talk about this in all the comedy tag teams, after the Hardys go through all of that flotsam and jetsam, all of a sudden Drew and, and Dolph show up and are like, okay, how about we get a shot? And they just truck them. Like that's, that's a really great way of, like, of getting the tag titles onto a team that actually takes this seriously because let's be honest, as much as I love the leader of worlds, there's they're just they're basically comedy too. So it's you know I would love to see some real actual tag team wrestling on Raw. Um, and uh, as far as the Gable thing goes, if this isn't leading to um, Gable and Jordan getting back together at least for one match to go up against uh, Ziggler and McIntyre, like I don't even know why we're doing this. It for really one match to-
0: at least one at match least for, at least for one match, yeah. And then whatever they do from there. Yeah. Whatever. 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 The B team won a tag team title shot, but Kurt Angle says that they can't jump the line. So B team decided that they want to endear the other teams. They have to give them.
1: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling current the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast
0: something to get them to accept it so they decided to hold a cookout and invite the other teams to butter them up i was really hoping aop would come out and destroy everybody yep that would have been nice. that didn't happen but scott dawson did wave his wiener around
2: and, and and rhino ate a lot of bologna sandwiches
0: bologna is the most disgusting it's disgusting thing it's disgusting
1: don't can anybody
0: eat that i don't know like It I, smells I, horrid. It is abysmal.
2: No, it's it's not. It's not. It's not good. It's like, there, hey, what are the parts of this beast that are not good enough to put in a hot dog? Let's flatten it out into bologna. Like that's what that is. I don't. So want
0: we that. had we had a like a mini Lee's famous recipe at a, at a shell station near my home. It got shut down, and it was replaced by Reds, something I had never heard of before. They, uh, they are, shockingly, no longer in business. They sold a baloney burger there. Yeah. I oh. don't know. Oh. Now listen, I'm all for life, alternative, alter, uh, alternative lifestyles, and you know, uh, progression. That is an abomination. It is unnatural.
2: So, so you're not it a bologna vegan? No, you're a vegan. You're not a baloney. No.
0: Bologna is disgusting. It is filthy.
2: Uh, it's not good. I don't like it. Um, I, I, what I did love did love was um, the Bo and Curtis and Kurt Ang- uh, Angle, uh segment backstage where Kurt is saying, no, that is very clearly not what I am saying. Again, yes. I am not saying that. That was great. All that stuff. Bo Dallas is so damn endearing. As this guy and I love connection, like I love their. Th- this is a, a, if this is a thing that continues for the for the length of the team, I'm all for it. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? No, probably not. Like that is a great gag, and I'm gonna pop for it every time. Um, I, the the cookout where they were like, oh, "We're gonna bring all of the tag teams on Raw and give them free food, and they will let us have uh, a title shot." And they, ha- they go out there, and all of the tag teams don't include the authors of pain. Well, then you've just told us the authors of pain aren't on Raw, at least for the time being. Like, are they going to redebut after SummerSlam? Like, what's, what's going on? Like, that was ridiculous. They had no I idea mean, what they were going to do with them. And then,
0: pretty clear, they, they don't want to put them on TV to marginalize them, which says plenty about the quality of their program sometimes and they don't want to beat them, but they don't want to just have them out there winning squash matches because how long can you do that? Right. Well, I mean, the, the leader of the world has been winning those every week. It's just against teams that have been on the roster.
2: But that's the thing. Is that Here's a, here's the deal with Authors of Pain. You have an entire roster of on the tag division of just just these comedy goofballs. Even the Revival, who are legitimately the best tag team in the world, are being booked as comedy goofballs. So... Uh-huh instead of having the Office of Pain beat up two no-name dudes in tights with their names on them, why don't you have them go through these comedy goofball teams one by one every week in two minutes flat and then come out every time and say, we want a shot at the titles, and they don't get it, and they keep doing it until they get it, until they get their shot, and, you know, I don't know. It's it's just frustrating because I I really was really excited for that team to come up from NXT, and they're not being used.
0: Well, an hour before this, Coach said, this was the deepest raw tag division ever.
2: I, I, when I heard that, I was—I literally—I was, I literally, I was so—I was flabbergasted to use a word that is a one a wonderful word. I was flabbergasted that that somebody would actually put the word in his mouth and expect us to take it seriously. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Titus isn't pleased with the spread. Heath Slater is but uh a food fight <laughs> breaks out. All right, the B team put over Ryan or put Rhino through a table. I thought for a second Rhino was going to gore one of them through a table. I did too. It um, didn't happen. But I, I
2: also kind of liked um again, they they could have mentioned this, but I loved that Heath was sticking up for his old social outcast buddies. I thought yeah. that was really, really cool and they they could have like brought that full circle but they didn't. No, um, I didn't. also, I also loved that Titus and Apollo were complaining that there was no um, black season. people, food, yeah. no 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 mac and cheese, no ribs, no seasoning. Yeah, like, oh, that's that's uh, great.
0: Legitimately, most white people do not season their food, and it's a nightmare that I lived through yeah. my entire life. Even uh, yes, even in the South, you guys.
2: I wanted them to 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 complain about raisins in the potato salad just mm. to get everything out there.
0: Like raisins in my Waldorf salad. Don't even eat potato salad. But this was a way to get the B team over a little bit more without having a match. And then they'll probably have a match next week on Raw with Rhino and Heath Slater. Sure. Money in the Bank qualifying gauntlet match. Boy, was this booked horribly. Well, somewhat. (laughs) We'll talk about it. We get selfie promos of every contestant in the match, including the Riot Squad just tearing up the locker room. Uh, Dick's.
2: Yeah, that was that's that's my stuff, guys. Like, what, that's, what are you that's doing? That's beyond.
0: Like, if I were Kurt Angle next week, I'd be like, oh, "By the way, you find <laughs> you <laughs> fucking fined for that." Yeah, that's 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 destruction of private property. Yeah, oh, man. That, yeah, Dana Brooke did math problems, and as she pointed at the board, she literally pointed to the only blank spots on the board. <laughs>
2: I love that she also has the glasses like here, and then when she wants to pull them down, she does this. Like, it's the smallest amount possible. (laughs) Not pull them down. Just like, it's less than a quarter of an inch. Uh, Like,
0: right now, I'm at the point. I often talk about how I went and covered the Arnold Sports Festival in 15 and 16. Almost everybody that was there is now on the main roster. There's a few rare exceptions. There's like Riddick Moss... Mm-hmm. I think Tino maybe and Lars Sullivan, but even they were featured on NXT TV. If you were to ask me who I thought would be the last one called up, it probably would have been Dana Brooke. Yeah. And, well, not then because she had a certain look to her that WWE really wanted, but that's changed a little bit. We'll get to her in a bit. Ember Moon was yeah. watching backstage. Bailey straight up just Jacks Shane McMahon's WCW buyout promo did you yeah. notice that basically yeah no she she completely did she says <laughs> sasha banks says that the name on the money in the bank contract is sasha banks but she should look a little cro- closer because that name actually reads bailey yeah. and i'm like you that was come on that now, seems she like this every week that would be kind of funny that would be great
2: uh I do think that was uh either entirely unintentional or a little rib that was you know that she didn't know was a rib. Um that was uh yeah, that was very funny. Um the whole thing of like, here's all these people that are already in the match and I'm gonna talk about them and why they are a solid opponent. Like, it doesn't work.
0: She's yeah. not working. Well, she immediately beats Liv Morgan with the Bailey to Belly. Sarah Logan is next, beats a suicide Rana. Bailey rolls up Logan for the win, but the Riot Squad jumper. Ruby Riot is next, hits her finish after a few minutes for the pin. I thought this was a good way to make Bailey look strong, mm-hmm. but then get her out of the match if you're not going to tell any type of story whatsoever here. <laughs> because right. you know right. how we talked about, keep in mind, the Bailey Sasha Banks match should have happened two months ago. There yeah. is not a goddamn thing I have been shown since then for all those people that said it's better at SummerSlam. There's the Brooklyn and the, uh, the uh, and it'd be better there. and It's more of a more of seed there. The story will have it slow. Don't rush it. They haven't told hardly any story since WrestleMania. <laughs> they take months off yeah. from telling a story.
2: I... I understand uh, in the proper context, yes, a Bailey versus Sasha match in the same building where they had what might be considered the greatest women's match of all time. But except for now, they're like, they, they, after that, they became best friends and they broke apart. And this is the match that is like the blow off of that. I can understand here with the proper context. That would be really great. We're using all of that historic stuff. However, that requires you to believe that WWE is capable of booking a long-term feud with certain story points that they build from one week to the next over several months, and they haven't shown that they're capable of that at all. So I just want them to get to the match already, because every week that they do something really stupid where it's like, oh, hey, good luck out there. Thanks. Hey, should, should we talk about how last week we were at each other's throats and had a giant brawl in the locker room, but now we're not talking about it? Nah, we should just assume nobody saw that episode and move on with this part of the story that evidently another writer wrote without ever watching the last six weeks of programming. Because that's what it looks like to me a lot of the time. Like, nothing is consistent in this storytelling. So just get to the good match already. That's the I want to see that. Maybe that'll salvage all this crap. I doubt it. Exactly, But maybe it
1: will. The the match
0: was ready for WrestleMania. It was there. It was there and ready to go. So Dana Brooke comes out. She gets a little bit of offense. Goes hard. Didn't mess anything up. That's a positive. Gets kicked and pinned. Okay. So she's there for, I guess. You got to have people that take the pin in that division too. Mickey James is next to a hometown reaction. Does a pretty bad Thez press from the apron. Makes up for it with a nice flapjack, played to the crowd. I love the spot where there was a missed Mick kick and a missed Riot kick. Mm-hmm. That looked real smooth. Ruby Riot, oh boy, has she emerged over the last month and a half.
2: Yeah, as I was watching this and I was going, gosh, you know, I'm pretty sure with the way they're booking this this match that Ruby's not winning it. But hot damn, I would love to see her with that briefcase.
0: She looked. She looked strong. It made her look real good in this match. Because I mean, like,
2: she the leader made herself
0: look very good in this match. It's
2: true. The leader of a heel faction, who has cronies that can do the beating up of the champ for you before you run in to cash cash in. Like that's that's the best possible way of using the heel, you know, thing for it. But I, I'm also I'm also on the uh, Ruby fan uh, since she was in NXT. I, I really loved her, um, her, you know, everyone be yourself kind of thing. Don't tell anybody how, how you should be kind of a thing. That yeah. baby face character.
0: I really liked uh, it. You know, that, that works out a lot better than what Nia Jax did a couple months ago.
2: Yeah, it is. It does work out a lot better. And I also really like her as this heel character. I think she's got, she's got a lot of range. They, they They can, they can go back to that whole, you know, I'm, um, Baby face version of her anytime they want. I think it's that, ready
0: and it's good. Sorry it's to interrupt. To I think she and Seth Rollins have really held this brand together in the ring over the past two months. Yeah, I just think that man they have when Sasha or when well when Sasha wrestles too because it's always very good. But yeah. Ruby Riot's in there what seems like every single week as is Seth Rollins and I think they are the glue of this show. Uh, now to be fair, that glue isn't holding much together, but they are the glue. So, <laughs> Riot pins Mickey uh, by holding the tights. Sasha Banks is last. Gets DDT'd pretty early. They have a strike trade. But he, when I see them on their knees throwing these strikes, I feel like WWE took a lot of the heat out of this. I always beg for stakes in a match, and this was it. This was some stakes. Yeah. We had some stakes earlier in the night with, uh, with Seth Rollins and Dindram Hall. Mahal. They, they had that. But nobody cared. I don't think the commentary team did the competitors any favors by screaming, oh, like they always do, instead of telling stories about what these people are overcoming or how impressive they looked, beating former champions in a couple of minutes. Yeah. There's a lot of mist there. Um, Sasha hits a modified Cheeky Nando with, with her knee, and there was this awesome like springboard DDT from Ruby Riot where she bounced off the ropes and hit it. Yeah. And then, when after the knee on the corner, Sasha powerbombed Ruby Riot, went to the bank statement. Riot squad interfered, but the bank statement is on again, and Riot taps. Sasha Banks heading to Money in the Bank. What did you think of the match, first off?
2: Oh, the match was great. Um, Sasha versus Ruby Riot is a, is a great program out there to be had. For a couple of months, you can do multiple matches. They'll find new things to do. It'll always feel fresh. Um, I think these two are excellent. And, um, however, I would be remiss if I did not say that um, the women's money in the bank um, has um, one spot taken up by somebody who just flat out can't wrestle in Lana. And another spot taken up by Natalia, who I don't really want to see in a ladder match. Like, I'd love to see Ruby Riot over one of those two. But, eh, you can't always get what you want. Um, there's a lot of good stuff to be had in this Money in the Bank match. With Ember uh, doing uh, an eclipse off a ladder at some point, And Alexa Bliss doing the Twisted Bliss off one. I'm sure Charlotte will climb the tallest ladder she can find to do one of her moonsaults. Uh, there's going to be a lot of big high spots in this thing. And I honestly do not know who they think is going to be the right person to give the, the, the briefcase to whoever it is. I hope they, they use it quickly um, after a year of Carmela holding on to the, to the, to the briefcase and not really using it in any way. I mean, she did those false cash-ins that were, that were increasingly ridiculous. Um, uh, I'm ready for like a, you know, later that night kind of a thing. Um, and whoever wins the men's money in the bank has to be successful. You can't give it to a, to a guy that, oh, we think we're going to push him. And then go, oh, we're, we totally have nothing for him. Let's have him look like a, a complete fool on national television. Like, let's really use these things to to further stories and build people, You which you can do with, with this kind of a, a storyline.
0: So I'm optimistically in the Jerry Lawler line of thinking where he says that he thinks that the new television deals will motivate WWE because your most important TV deal is your next one. Mm -hmm. And the amount of money they're about to get is flat out dumb. I don't mean dumb. Isn't like it was dumb to give them the money. WWE has earned that money. They should have gotten money like that a long, long time ago. But advertisers and networks wanted to typecast you guys, the wrestling viewers, me, Alex, everybody else, saying that they wouldn't spend money on things. I know that to not be true. Uh, there are dozens of things that I have seen advertised on wrestling programming and went out and eventually used. But WWE has finally put their foot down. And they said, no, piss off with that notion. We're getting our money. UFC just got a big deal from ESPN. As I uh, we mentioned this on the uh, rights fee extravaganza compilation podcast that I put together this weekend, you can see that where I talked to Alex, I talked to Jeff and Jimmy Van about these rights fees. Dominoes fell immediately after that. We don't know the USA number yet, but now UFC is over on ESPN exclusively. I was all too happy to reduce my TV package and get FS2 <laughs> the fuck out of there. It's gone. Cut my bill in half. It was fantastic. So right now we have WWE likely SmackDown on Fox. We have likely remaining on USA uh, Raw, and they, they're probably getting more money for Raw than they are SmackDown. UFC over on ESPN. Alex, I want to ask you, what do you think this means for – creatively, WWE, with that type of money and where UFC fell, does that change your mind at all? Does that make you think that they will be more creatively motivated? Because if the numbers are trash, they will not get that much next time around.
2: Well, that's the whole thing is that I, I, I don't think it'll matter to them for the first, let's say, three out of the five years. Like, we can do whatever we want. We're coast. For their first three years. And then if the numbers aren't doing good, then we can like really ramp it up. Um, I mean, the whole thing is like, how old is Vince gonna be at the end of this five years? Like 77?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, this isn't starting until next year.
2: Okay. So he what? 78 even? Like, so my my thing is that um, Vince is like, well, I don't wanna like say this is how he feels, but. So many of these older billionaires are like, whatever happens after I'm dead doesn't matter, you know. So, it's like, I don't know. Maybe he's th- he's thinking that way. Like, I got my money; my great great grandkids now have college funds. Um, okay, fine. Uh, who, what what incentive is there beyond this to get better? That's my always my worry is that there's no incentive now for, but they've been rewarded with these giant contracts. With so much money after what I deem to be really poor, creative, the past you know two years. Like in, in general, they've been some major highlights. Yeah. But on the whole, like it could have been so much better. I'm going to say poor. I said oh, mediocre. Poor. Mediocre. And Five out of 10.
0: A lot of people you know? bring up how Vince McMahon got motivated in 97 and cut that promo about how fans didn't want their intelligence insulted that was because what they had done for the last several years just flat out didn't work. Right. And the formula that they wanted to work before that just wasn't working anymore. They were near financial peril. They were not in a good way. They're in a very good way right now. Now, whether that would mean that he wants to just let his creative juices flow or just not, I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. Uh, UFC, on the other hand, they are they are all in on ESPN. They're going to get paid a lot more on ESPN than they do from some low-level pay-per-views. I saw some people saying that UFC played chicken with their rides fees and didn't win. I was like, I think they did just fine. They got on a, on a better series of networks than Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2. Uh, they're on ESPN and ESPN Plus now. ESPN Plus, maybe not the best to be on, but
1: yeah.
0: ESPN for sure, they're going to get advanced coverage. They, they got an incredible rights deal, an incredible increase as well. But, yeah, the, a lot of things are changing. Now you have some other promotions. You have Impact Wrestling. As somebody said to me privately, yeah. Impact gets like pizza parties on Friday. That's what they get for their rights fee deal. Yeah, if I'm them, I try to get a little something. You can get right. a few hundred thousand dollars for your rights yeah. fee deal. My like, God,
2: yeah. Um, the thing with the WWE for me that that I I would pitch if I was somebody say like I say, listen, we got all this money, we got all this stuff, like we're we're set. Let's take some risks. Let's 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 do some things we might not have done. Let's let's take let's take some cues from the storytelling they're doing down in NXT and maybe use some, something, you know, that's not tried and true. So we're not running um, basically story point for story point, you know, storylines that we've seen, you know, over and over again since 1992. There's, there's the opportunity, now that you're basically playing with house money, to do something really interesting and cool and different, and then see, you know, over the next, over the first year, If those numbers, you know, reflect it and start tanking. Or if people are going, have you seen what WWE is doing? It's like nothing I've ever seen on that program before. And you bring people back because they're like, they were tired of the same old, same old. You have the opportunity to do something new and different. I don't think that's what they're going to do, but I really hope it is.
0: I'm really interested to see how things will work out for Ring of Honor because they are owned by a giant media company that is trying to Acquire another media company in Tribune, which has access to WGN. However, I can tell you, their syndication numbers are substantially higher than anything they've ever gotten on like Comet or Fight or uh, Destination America. Syndication is real important to Ring of Honor. They get pretty good numbers uh, on syndication. Now, do I think that that means that they couldn't end up on a WGN? Nope, I think they would end up on WGN because that's really awesome content for a WGN to have. I couldn't name a show on WGN. I know they did some stupid-ass wrestling funeral thing. I don't know, wrestling-themed funeral. I don't know. They tried to send me a care package to cover the shit. I wasn't going to cover it. But that's the only thing I've even known of on there. And that would be wrestling programming probably in prime time on cable one night that they could run without having to pay a rights fee because they own the company. So that's where I think that could go. Also a new Japan, their programming is a little too dated to get a role like that. I think that's why I think they'll end up still on access. Access really, really needs to expand into more homes that would help them an awful lot, but they're going to broadcast the show in uh, July and, I can tell you their PR department is all over it. They want wrestling media covering their stuff. They do conference calls. They provide us stream links if we need them. If like David Tees doesn't get access, they send us a stream link. That way he can cover the show. So, man. And, Alex, it's kind of funny because I think it was the beginning of 2015, maybe the beginning of 2014, GFW was announced, and a lot of people were like, "What's going to come of this?" Also, apparently, they got to deal with Fight. Whatever. Uh, there was Lucha Underground emerging. You had some shows that were on that you could catch some some Lucha Libre wrestling if you're a Spanish language speaker on Direct TV. You had Raw. You had SmackDown. You had a couple different, another few shows. You had like main event. I think Saturday Morning Slam was still rocking back then. You had Impact, you had Ring of Honor, New Japan was emerging. It seemed like every wrestling show that wanted to be on TV was getting on TV. Paragon Pro Wrestling was on TV at one point. I nobody knew about it. You know how I know that because they used Victoria and Gangrel's WWF themes, and they didn't get sued for it. <laughs> so here we are again a bit of a resurgence, not as much as then when it seemed like everybody was getting a show, but there's a lot more money being passed around. Now, what do you think that means for wrestling in general?
2: I don't know. You know, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm always skeptical with this kind of thing because it's the, the WWE. It feels like it's just this giant conglomerate, mm-hmm. you know, the, that, that, that casual wrestling fans in any like people who don't even wrestle watch wrestling at all they, but they're like um, you watch wrestling was that WWF like that that's what they might know they might yeah. call it that still or no WWE okay yeah isn't that the only thing going like did there used to be something else in the 90s and then that like got and that's it there's nothing else like they're used in Japan though don't they like that's people who like they don't know of anything else out there mm-hmm. unless you're like already a super wrestling fan and I don't know if there's that many of us like hardcore wrestling fans to go around to like because obviously like as much as I, I love watching it because it's to, it's again something totally different than WWE. As much as I love watching Lucha Underground, the numbers it does you know on a really fledgling network aren't great. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure uh, how this all works. When I when you were talking about. Uh, Vince coming out in 1997 saying we don't want to assault your intelligence. Well, Vince was locked in a battle with a yeah. huge competitor. There isn't a huge competitor for him to be locked in a battle with right now. You know, it's true. If, if you could find a way to like, because because right now you have like a bunch of uh, Lucha Underground guys who are only Lucha Underground are now watching the wrestling for Impact. You know, if you could figure out a way of like merging all these other smaller ones into like this other. Like it wouldn't any be anywhere near what WCW was, yeah. but it would still be a pretty big thing. And you could, you could try and put money toward that, but I don't even know that that's
0: visa guys. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, hit that little bell. It'll notify you when we go live. That stuff really helps. I know that YouTube doesn't always let you all know, check out fightful Also check out our friends at pro wrestling unlimited. They do a lot of cool work with us for us. Uh, They cover the Pro Wrestler, the Fightful Wrestling Weekly in video form. That column drops every Friday. I got about 1,000 words worth of exclusives. I also talk about that on the Fightful Select flagship show, The Weekender, where I review 205 Live, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan stuff, uh, NXT stuff. And then I talk, I give you all some exclusive news over there. Check it out. Right now, we have tonight's Raw script up. We have. Jimmy Vann's Match Archive. It's Bobby Roode and El Tornado against Jamie Jackson, the custom-made man with our commentary over all these. Also, I do some alternate commentary shows over there. I do Dark Match commentary over there as well. Uh, Tons of those are up. The Fightful Select Weekender podcast. I have early access stuff to interview clips. The uh, Q&A show that I did. I do UFC rankings breakdowns. We do Stupid People Extended over there. We just have a ton of stuff that we're constantly adding you can also get a copy of Jimmy Van's uh, book. You can get behind-the-scenes footage, a little bit of everything. Just go over to FightfulSelect.com. Check out all the rewards, the perks of being a subscriber. Of course, you can get all your free wrestling news at FightfulWrestling.com. Alex, they can follow you at Palowski the Fourth. But what are you doing this week?
2: Well, it appears as though Hulk Hogan may have gotten his former. Um, members of the jackass crew mixed up uh, and uh, you know it's it's brother HH added a- <laughs> again almost,
0: so we'll see you all can follow me at Sean Rossat. follow us at Fightful online if you only want our wrestling stories you can follow at Fightful Wrestle please spread the word about that trying to up those follower counts my friends till next time we are out